So in Proverbs 31, we're going to begin today with verse 10 and read through the end of the chapter. Just share a few things that the Lord has shown me. And uh, the title of today's lesson is going to be Blessed or Godly Women. And I thought that very fitting for this Mother's Day as we're celebrating Mother's Day. And of course, a lot of our moms are not with us today, but we're recording it so they'll be able to hear it later. But uh, it is a blessing when there are godly women in our life. Amen. And uh, what better day than Mother's Day to celebrate godly women, okay? So uh, as we get ready to read the Scripture and go through it, let's pray this morning and ask the Lord to help us as we minister His Word and pray that our ears will be open and our eyes uh, also open to hear what He has to say to us. Father, we come to You today, Lord, in Jesus' name. God, we give You thanks that You're with us always. We thank You, Lord, for Your presence. We thank You, Lord, for Jesus. We thank You for salvation. Hallelujah. Father, we look to you now today as we open the Scriptures, Lord, as you've shared with me this morning about godly women and that they are to be honored because there is a blessing upon a household that has godly women there. So, Father, we look to you today as we expound upon the Scriptures. Give us the ability, Lord, and give those that are here, Lord, the ears that are open to hear and eyes that see and above all hearts that understand what your Word says to us today and for the hour in which we live. We ask these things today in Jesus' name. Amen. So in Proverbs 31 and verse 10, blessed are godly women. Amen. And as we begin reading, I'm just going to, the way the Lord showed it to me, all but about two of these verses, we're going to do one verse at a time. And you know that that's kind of, uh, as I was worried about it this morning, I thought, Lord, I really don't have anything. And But this is in my wheelhouse. This is the way the Lord, uh, I enjoy ministering the most is line by line and, and precept upon precept. So we're just going to go a verse at a time and we'll see how that God does really truly bless a household that has godly women or a godly woman there. So in verse 10 of chapter 31, Who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies? You know, good, wholesome, and godly women are rare is what the Bible teaches us here. It tells us that they're far above, their worth is far above rubies. And if you look around and if you see things in our society today, you will realize that a good, godly, wholesome woman is truly a rare thing in this earth today. And it's probably becoming more and more rare, at least in our society, because we see the things that people do and the, the things they stand for, and it's just it's so ungodly, all right? So when it says that uh, who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies, if you're here today and you have had or do have right now a virtuous wife, we should give God thanks. Because she, because she is valuable. Amen. Her worth is far above rubies. Amen. Amen. Verse 11, it says that the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. This means that she's not shady. She doesn't deal secretly, and her husband can trust her. You talk to, I talk to friends and things, and things have happened in their life, and and one of the things that happened as their marriages came to an end and things like that, it was said that they got to a place where they couldn't trust one another. And they were sneaking around and doing shady things and hiding money from each other and all them different kinds of things. But it says here that a virtuous wife, a godly woman, she won't do them kinds of things. Amen? And we're doing this today so that we might honor godly women. Amen? Verse 12 says, She does him good and not evil, all the days of her life. You know, when we have a marriage vow, it's for what? It's till death do us part. It's for life. Amen? It means she supports her husband 
and doesn't add to any of the grief that he is facing, right? She has his back and has his best interest at heart. You know, whether it's in marriage or in a family or whether it's at work or in friendships or whatever, to know somebody has your back, that's one of the greatest gifts you can have, isn't it? Is to know that that person's, that you can count on that person. That at the end of the day, when the rubber meets the road, you can count on that person. And when you have a virtuous, godly wife, and you know that you can count on her, amen, that is far above the price of rubies. Amen? Amen. Verse 13. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. Means that her mind is fixed on taking care of her family and her hands work to do so. I can share just my example with my mom. She's not able to be here today, but uh, some of the things that she used to do, it just I got to thinking about it and it kind of tickled me. She was... Her mind, she, she, that was all she seemed to focus on, was to make sure us kids were taken care of. That's all she seemed to really be care, to care about. And there were times when we were growing up that I guess money got a little tight and she had to take a little small part-time job or something, and it was all just to make sure we were provided for. She wasn't trying to make a name for herself. She was just making sure that her family was provided for. That's what the Bible's talking about here. It doesn't mean that women don't work and can't work or nothing. It's just saying that their mind is fixed on taking care of their babies, taking care of their children. Amen? Amen. Verse 14. She's like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. Now, it's kind of a strange way to put it. And as I was seeking the Lord about this, it means that she has a desire to provide food for her household. It's a desire that burns greatly within her. I'll never forget when Michelle and I uh, first became parents and all these different things and, and Nathan was growing up and getting a little bit bigger and, and he, would, he would whine and say that he was hungry, but we would know for a fact that he wasn't because he'd just eat, right? But Michelle would say, I'm not going to listen to my child cry for food. There's something within a mom. There's something within a godly, virtuous woman that she is going to, above all, make sure her children are taken care of. Amen? Amen. She will do whatever necessary to acquire food, to feed her family, or whatever it is that they need. And this tells us that even traveling from afar, from a long distance, it's like a merchant ship that comes from way overseas somewhere bringing goods to a harbor somewhere. That that virtuous, godly mother, she'll do whatever it takes. Some of us were talking before uh, church began this morning about going to apple orchards and going to places and picking berries and all those kinds of things. And it was all in an attempt to make sure the family was provided for, right? Some of us were talking about growing gardens and things, and that's a kind of a lost art in today's society, right? Uh, but a lot of us around here still grow little small gardens and put up a little bit for wintertime or whatever. It's just kind of a, now it's more a little bit of a hobby thing. But when I was growing up, that's how mom took care of us. You know, now we had to do the picking and the snapping the green beans, but she would can those things up and all that, and we would have food through the winter. But she worked hard, and as, as I grew up and kind of got interested in it and started thinking about, well, I'll do that, and I'll teach my kids these things, I realized just how much work was involved in canning food, right? And she did that with tomatoes and all, I mean, just on, and she still does it to this day, and it's more today of a hobby, but she does like to bring food to you. You know, she'll can up stuff even to this day and 
bring it over and send you over a few jars of stuff. Say, here, here's some stuff to eat, whatever. It's just something about godly women that God puts that in their heart to make sure their children are taken care of. Amen? Verse 15. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. I can't tell you at the times, whether I was at home or sometimes we'd go stay with my grandmothers, great-grandmothers and things, I don't know what it was about waking up to the smell of food cooking. You'd be in bed asleep, but mom or grandma or somebody had been up, got up early. Maybe they weren't cooking nothing from scratch. Maybe they're just making some toast or some things like that. But you'd smell that as you laid there in bed. They'd gotten up early to make sure that their children got their day off, started off right with some food before they went out the door to school or to work or wherever they were going to go. I want you to think about that. What a gift we've been given if we had a godly mother. Amen? Amen. It's funny how we are asleep while they're working. Here in a minute we're going to talk about one of the verses talks about the fact that even after we go to bed, sometimes mom stays up even later working on things, preparing for the next day. Amen? Amen. Verse 16. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. This means that her inspiration to acquire more is not selfishness or greed. What was it for? So that she might acquire property to plant a vineyard for what? Provide food. What is it about godly women that God put that in them to make sure people are taken care of? And I'm talking about even uh, today people who, women who, ladies who have to work to make ends meet, that desire still doesn't go away. They're managing two problems now, two big things. They got a job to keep up with, then they also are trying to take care of their family. What a great gift God has given us in godly parents, godly women, I mean, excuse me. Verse 17, she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. I want you to think about this for a moment. A godly woman is truly the backbone of her household. In reality, it's her who is strong and the entire household depends on her. You see, in our society and in our way of doing things and even biblical days, the men get all the credit, right? They're the ones who people talk about and remember Oh, that was such and such, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll mention, oh yeah, his wife was, you know, somebody. But if you get real about it, who's the backbone of that, that household? Those godly women. I was surprised when the kids were bigger and stuff, and, you know, I'd get up at five o'clock in the morning, half awake, and try to get ready and go do the school bus run and stuff. And here I am getting these kids on my bus and all these things, and Michelle was taking our kids to work when she was dropped them off at school while she was on her way to work. And I was surprised to find out how many days, every day, she would pray over them before she dropped them off at school or before we left. And I was too sleepy. I was just focused on getting on the bus and going and getting my kids and taking them to school. You know, I'd say a prayer over the kids, Lord, help me keep these kids safe. I don't want to hurt anybody, make me be safe on the road and all that. 
But for my own kids, I kind of let that slide. But Mama was there, and she prayed over them kids. She truly was the strength of our household. Amen? And it's true for all godly women. I got a feeling, and the Lord keeps putting this thought in me all day today. I truly have a feeling when Jesus talked about the first should be last and the last should be first. I got a feeling when we get to heaven and judgment and everything is finished, I got a feeling there's a lot of us going to be surprised at who's at the head of the line. Amen? It may not be us guys who had our names in lights and all those things. It may be those godly moms who did everything they could to make sure their family was provided for. And they were okay living in the shadow of other people because their desire was for their family. Amen? Amen. Verses 18 and 19, we'll put those together. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. This was in uh, uh, talking about when they used to have the spinning spool and those kinds of things and they would wind wool and everything up. What does this tell us for today? She works hard and does difficult tasks to make sure her household is provided for adequately. And burning the midnight oil if necessary. She uses her skills to produce goods that can be sold and the profit used to help her own household. I don't know what it is. I don't know about you ladies. But my wife, she has an uncanny ability that when money would get tight or something, she'd go around through the closets and she'd find a bunch of stuff and she'd have a yard sale. And she is unbelievable the amount of money she can make at a yard sale. And here I am trying to sell stuff and I can't, can't do anything. The Bible's talking about that here. They have that ability. How? I don't know from the Lord. A godly woman. Blessed are godly women. We see what, what a backbone of our family they truly are. Amen. Verse 20. She extends her, extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. Think about that a moment. She not only makes sure that her family's taken care of, but if there's other little kids running around or other families that need a little extra help, who steps up? That godly woman. Amen. I was thinking about it, and, and I'm just using Michelle as an example. I guess I can do that since she's not here. She'll probably fuss at me. When she hears this back, she said, "What are you talking? We'll be talking about me." But anyways, I was just thinking. You know, she works at the at the as a secretary at the school, and she really puts herself under a lot of stress because there's other kids she sees that needs things, and she makes sure that their needs are met. She either gets them to the people who can help them or counselors or whatever. She does a lot of extra work. She not only takes care of us, she does extra work, and so do all other godly women. They see those needs. Something about, something about a godly woman, they're not going to let a kid suffer. They see that little kid or another family needs, needs something, what are they going to do? Hey, we've we got to do something to help them. We can go without for a little bit. we got to help them, right? Godly women, their price is far above rubies. Amen? Amen. I'm bragging on you ladies this morning. I hope you accept it as that. The Lord wants to brag on you a little bit today for being a godly woman. Amen? Amen. 
Verse 20, <clears throat> we just read that one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Verse 21. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes sure that everybody has adequate clothing for all situations. I get tickled. I, like I said, I'm just using Michelle as an example because that's my, the example I see every day. Uh, we see things like my son, he'll go to school and, and he's in Votech classes and he, he gets his good clothes messed up sometimes. And he'll get a stain on his pants or a stain on his shirt. And she's like, oh no, we can't, you can't go to school like that. You got to have stuff that's not, doesn't have a stain. It's got to be in good shape. It's something about, they just want their kids to be taken care of. And she told me one time, she said, she said, I'm not letting my kids wear stained up stuff to school. And I said, well, it's not really hurting anything. And even if you ask my son, especially, he's like me, mom, it's no big deal. It's one little stain. It's one little thing. You're not going to school dressed that way. God put that in her heart. Amen. Not afraid of when bad weather comes. What is mom going to do? If, if it's dad that's going to dress a kid up to go out in the snow, well, you know, put you this and that and on, maybe a little coat or whatever. Mom's going to make sure you don't get cold, right? You're going to be dressed in layers and layers and layers to where you probably can't even move your arms, right? They're going to make sure you're taken care of. They don't want their baby to get cold. Amen? Amen. Verse 22. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. That's just that something about ladies, they like to dress nice. How do us guys dress unless we're forced to? Jeans and a t-shirt, shorts, tank top, whatever. Clothes that we've worn a couple of days ago and they weren't real bad dirty, right? But ladies, godly women, what what is it what is it in their heart that just makes them they want to look nice. They want to look presentable. You ever noticed that? My son Nathan, like I said, he he's just he's he's a chip off the old block. We're like, yeah, we're as long as we look presentable, we'll be okay, right? But when you get to the ladies, they're like, oh no, no, got to be dressed nice, to whatever. Verse twenty-three. Her husband is known within is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Her husband is revered in public because she isn't self-seeking. I know a lot of ladies that I have known in my lifetime who lived in the shadows of their husband. And if you'd have asked them, they'd have just said, well, did, none of that stuff mattered to me. I wanted to make sure my family was taken care of. There's a reason that guys are the ones that everybody talks about. It's because there's a lady in their life, a godly woman, who keeps things going, right? It's that backbone. Amen? Amen. She doesn't seek her own glory, but the glory of her husband. You see, this is where we start to get into a little bit of an allegory of Christ in the church. I don't need my own glory. You and I as a body, a congregation, followers of Jesus Christ, we don't seek our own glory. But who? The husband. We want him to be honored. Amen. 
And this is what it's talking about here as well in the natural. Verse 24. She sells linen garments. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. She has the ability to make money with the things she makes. Isn't that interesting? Like I said a while ago. How is it that ladies can come up? Who is it that when you see Facebook and all these different things, these social medias now, who is it that are making all these neat little crafty things and selling them and making money? You don't see guys doing that. What What do you see guys posting on their social media? Cars and trucks and hunting, right? Stuff that costs money and that you pour money into. My son, you know, he, 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 he's got this pickup truck and now it's like, okay, I need to jack it up. Well, now it's jacked up. It looks a little funny. The tires are too small. I need bigger tires. Well, those tires don't look so good now. It needs bigger rims and tires. You see, everything we do is about costing us money. But ladies have some kind of ability where they can do things with their hands and make things and then turn around and sell them. Very crafty that way. That's a sign of a godly woman. It's here in the Bible. Amen. Verse 25. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. Like I said before, she's the backbone. She will receive honor in due time and rejoice that her household is blessed. I remember my grandmother one time telling me, She said, I truly believe that God put me on this earth to raise and to help children. She told me that. She said, I truly believe that was my point in existing. She had six children of her own, three boys and three girls. In the summer, she raised her her in-laws' children. They came and stayed the whole summer. She gave her time to Sunday school class and was the teacher and all those things. Her heart was just for helping others, making sure people were taken care of. Amen? Thank God for the godly women in our life. Verse 26, She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue of kindness. A godly woman will speak words of wisdom seasoned with kindness. You never wanted to get on the bad side of, of dad. Most of us could probably all say the same thing, right? Dad was going to get after you if you messed up, and the punishment was going to be pretty harsh. Now, that doesn't mean moms didn't punish us, but they had a way of doing it with kindness. Now, I told you not to do that, right? Dad, it was more of a, hey, now, right? What is it that God has put in godly women? That they can... Even discipline us in kindness, right? Men don't do that. We discipline, we get mad, we get angry, right? But moms, somehow or another, they just, they can do it in a kind way. Sometimes we don't think it's all that kind, but more kind than the other alternative, I suppose. Verse 27, she watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. This means she's diligent in watching over her house. She has an ability to discern good from evil and give advice to her household and her children. 
Isn't it funny that you can have something going on and, and you'll look at it as a guy, as a man, and say, well, yeah, this seems fine. Well, that person, they, they're okay. Then all of a sudden, Mama says, wait a minute. There's something not right about this, that, or the other. They're diligent. God gives them that ability to spare people from troubles and problems. Verses 28 and 29. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. And I learned this today. As many times as I have talked about this through the years, I had not seen this until today. I wanted to separate verse 28 from 29. But look at verse 29. It has quotations. This is meaning this is what her husband is going to say to her. So her children rise up and call her blessed. Then her husband also, and he praises her. Then the quotations come. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. What does this mean? If I have a godly wife and a godly woman, then I need to say she's the best thing that has ever happened to me. Hey, there's lots of good ladies out there, lots of godly women, but you're the best I have ever seen. Hallelujah. That's what we're supposed to tell our wives. The New Testament teaches us that, doesn't it? Husbands, love your wives as you care for your own self. Man. She will be honored by her children and her husband. They will recognize her great worth and her husband will say, you're the best. You see, if husbands would look at their wives that way, you wouldn't have to worry about going somewhere else, would you? Thinking somebody else might. My wife is a godly woman, and she's the best. Why would I go anywhere else? Amen? Amen. Verse 30. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. You know, this really is a command from God. This is God's word. And he's saying that a godly woman shall be praised. Amen. Some women use flattery to get their way. And physical beauty is temporary. But the Bible here tells us to give honor to the woman who fears the Lord. Hallelujah. In verse 31 as we close. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. And today I want to obey the Lord. Those of you here that are mothers and godly women, thank you. May the Lord continue to bless you, to be the backbone of your family. Whatever it is that you face, whatever it is that's going on, I know lots of circumstances come up. But I want you to know today, from this pulpit right here, I'm going to obey what Proverbs 31 says. Godly women are to be praised. Thank you for all that you do. Those of you who are mothers, you're blessed. I hope that your children will tell you that today. That you're blessed. And that I had a good mom that raised me the right way and taught me the right way. Amen? Amen. Let's pray this morning. Father, as we come to you today in closing, God, we give you thanks for, the, for your word. Lord, we... We learn hard lessons sometimes, even myself, even to this day. 
that here just in the book of wisdom, we see a command. And God, that godly women are to be revered in our life. And Lord, we thank you today as a group, and I thank you as an individual for the godly women in my life. I had good examples all the way around. I live with a great example even to this day. Thank you, Lord, for my wife. Thank you, Lord, for my mother, my grandmothers. Lord, I thank you for these ladies that's here today who are mothers and have raised their children and are raising their children, who love their husbands and seek their seek not their own glory but the, the glory of their husbands. I pray, Lord, that there may be here some today that things have not worked out in marriage, but God, we just pray that you continue to bless these godly women. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, of your own mother, Mother Mary, you said in your word, all generations shall call her blessed because she brought forth the Christ. Hallelujah. We see the importance, Lord, of mothers in our lives. So, Father, we just give you thanks today that we had good mothers. We had good godly women in our lives, Lord, and we speak well of them today, God. Give them a special blessing. Give them a special blessing and a special day today that they may celebrate with their families. Father, if we have those here today that uh, their, their mothers are no longer with them, maybe their mothers have done gone on to be with heaven in heaven with you. Lord, I pray for them that I know there's a hurt in their heart today because they miss their moms, especially on this day. But I pray, Lord, that they'll reflect on the good memories and know that they were a blessed child to be raised by a godly mom. So, Father, we look to you in all these things. I pray, God, that you keep each and every person safe until the next appointed time. We ask all these things today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.